it was a struggle. I was I mean I did get picked on most of my life in school. Kind of uh made me antisocial for most of my life. These are stories without a home from the Hope Through Housing campaign, a series featuring real people in the community of Barrie who have faced the loneliness and pain of homelessness. Yeah, it was just bullying at its finest. It was mostly grade school. And that kind of faded out in high school near the end. But I am getting better at it. I grew up in foster care. I didn't grow up with my parents. And I was just in a lot of different foster homes and then group homes. And then by 16, I was on my own. I know my mom. I've met my dad a couple times, but he suffers from addiction. And so it's just kind of toxic. So I just kind of avoid it. I remember my mom would leave us for days on end with no, not much to eat, not much, and just go party, and she would not be around much. My older sister would be left to take care of us, and she's only a year older than I am. So at six, so it would be younger than six, so like four and five, she's only five, six herself taking care of three kids. I remember the day I was taken. I was at school, and... uh a social worker came to pick me up instead of going on the bus. And I got taken to this strange house and it was just all really confusing and I remember being bought McDonald's. So that was kind of cool when you're six. But still I didn't know what was going on so I got separated from my sisters. That was pretty difficult so we're not close but we talk sometimes once or twice a year. I got older and started lashing out so no foster home would keep me because by the time I was 16, I was doing drugs and alcohol, so no foster home wanted me. So then I got put in a group home. Well, they gave me my own apartment first, but I kind of screwed that up. And then I AWOLed from the group home at 17 to go stay at a shelter here in Barrie, the youth shelter. I hitchhiked from Windsor to Barrie. Found each other at a party, believe it or not. Nope. <laughs> And um, just kind of hung out and just headed off from there. 18. It's 27. I just spotted her in the room. She was kind of just standing there. She spotted me, and I went over and offered her a drink. We yeah. just hit it off. We just kind of hit it off. We just became inseparable. We never stopped hanging out every right. day. We kind of just kind of jumped right into it. She got pregnant with our first child. And then, uh, yeah, things just went. <laughs> from there it was amazing it was hard at first hard adjustment i loved him more than anything i did get some postpartum depression a year after our first one was born we were pregnant with our second everything was fine until the whole moving to windsor thing and then we ended up in a hotel started a lot of stressors started fighting cas got involved and removed our two children and then I got back into the drugs after that and kind of got him into the drugs. And then things just got worse from there. I went to the hospital to seek some help from some past issues that I had. And I spilled the beans and all that kind of stuff and said I was depressed. And that, that day, I was not giving my kids 100% of my full attention. See, the psychiatrist at the hospital took that the wrong way, put it down on paperwork saying that I was neglecting my kids, which was far from the case. 
So they admitted me because I had a, uh, they called it a situational depression. Because we split up. Yeah, and there's just the everything, stressors. everything else. Everything, it just, everything just built up. Come back to the hotel. Ten minutes later, I get a phone call from CAS saying that they're coming to do an investigation and apprehend, possibly apprehend the kids. So, of course, when they're meeting with us, instead of being on the floor playing with the kids, I'm sitting there like this, scared, and they took that as neglect, too. Meanwhile, I was scared because they're in the room saying they're going to take my kids away. So the last thing I'm thinking of is getting on the floor and playing with them. I'm more like, well, okay, was, what's going on? It wasn't just that. Your sister was already on the way down because we made arrangements with her, her older sister to watch Noah and Corey for a week while we worked on our our situation. That wasn't good enough. So they didn't so come. They, they made us sign a three-month temporary care agreement, which means it puts them in foster care three months, which gives us time to rebuild. But it was all so traumatic, because we were all so stressed at the time. We were still homeless. We were not... I couldn't find a home. I couldn't find a job. And at this point in time, like, the, the economy was not so good. So jobs were very, very hard to find. I got in with a bad crowd. Yeah. Then me still being in love with her at the time when we were broken up, I'd followed just to try and make ends meet, try and work things out. But with us losing the kids to CAS, she took it harder than I did, which ended up with us both getting into yeah, trouble. Yeah, I took it pretty hard. And then we didn't do everything we were supposed to in the time limit that they gave us because we were having so much off and on relationship problems and homelessness problems that a year flew by and next thing you know when they're under the age of six they all go up for adoption after a year mm -hmm. so they closed our closed adoption nothing and now we don't see or know anything about them they're with his family but they can't tell us anything we can't know anything no updates no pictures so we ended up in a tent in one of my old mother's friend's backyard. backyard. The sleeping in the tent in the, their backyard was our total last resort because... We couldn't find anywhere to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that story is just a whole other story, which we're not going to do. By the time winter came, we had moved into the house, just yeah. in different apartments. Yeah. We had split them up, like, Completely, he was staying upstairs, I was staying downstairs, which is a totally separate unit. Well, I left because I almost got in trouble. And then, uh, yeah, she just contacted me and was just like, okay. I got her out of there. Got I moved her to back Windsor. to Windsor, stayed with a friend for a little bit. Couldn't figure things out there, was too far from my kids. So I thought I'd come back. And stay at Youth Haven. He brought you back on Valentine's Day. Yeah, he brought me back on Valentine's Day. Just for me to go to Youth Haven and say, poo on you, bye. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get back together until I found out I was pregnant for her. Well, she's a year old now, so it would have been a year and nine months ago. 
that we got back together finally and have stayed together. And so we went to the Salvation Army and got put in a hotel again until we finally found this amazing place here and have been here since. Jennifer and the kids fell in love with Lizzie and our, us. And we fell in love with, with them. them and, and, yeah. and their their oldest boy's name is Noah. With autism. With autism. And our oldest boy's name is Noah with autism. So it's just... It was meant to be. As soon as I met them, I knew it was meant to be. And then we got in here and it was just the most amazing thing. We're actually able to enjoy our beautiful little girl. It's peaceful. Great. I love it. Her daycare is literally a five-minute walk around the corner. Very appreciative of them. Without, without them, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. Yeah, no, we wouldn't have any of this. No. Please. Share this story online and support the campaign. Together, we can build a community that embraces those who are homeless with care and support. Visit redwoodparkcommunities.com. Share the stories and spread the hope.